Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler and this week's episode has been recorded to look at how brands are approaching and celebrating Ramadan online. Now, you may remember that a year ago, I spoke to Meta's Miriam Faber alongside Basma Khalifa, a director, filmmaker and writer who also fronted Facebook's Stories of Ramadan video series. And we talked about why Ramadan really should be an important moment for brands. So a year on, we've got Meta back on the pod in the form of strategic planning partner Zira Chatu. And she's joined by Dina Bahashalaril, co-founder and global talent director of Modest Visions, or MV, as it's referred to in our conversation, a talent agency for Muslim creators. And as much as we cover some of the similar themes to before... Our conversation is far more about how different brands are approaching Ramadan and Eid, why the focus on the next month shouldn't exclusively be around fasting, and how brands and planners can enrich what they're doing around Ramadan by leveraging real insight to understand Muslim audiences. Plus, you'll hear about some brilliant examples too, new and old, from the likes of FIFA and Estee Lauder. But I started by asking Zera to share an overview of what Ramadan is. Ramadan is the month of fasting with almost 2 billion Muslims globally observing the month and 4 million in the UK. Observers refrain from food and drink between sunrise and sunset. But in reality, the month represents so much more than just refraining from food and drink. It is a month that is defined by community, connection, charity, reflection. It's a real month of reset. And that is the heart of Ramadan. Dina, when you talk to people, I mean, I've seen lots of various memes on social media that every year, the whole, God, what, not even water. And you get all these kinds of things. How's it going for you so far? It's actually going pretty good. Mm. I mean, I've been fasting a long time. I'm not going to mention my age, but I've been fasting for a very long time. And, you know, you still get the questions, not even water. It's at the point now where it's, you know, it's just like, no, it's absolutely fine. And I think I've come to the age now where I'm able to, you know, cut out the caffeine a week before I start, you know, cut out all the bad sugars so that you don't have, you know, the caffeine withdrawal headaches or, you know, the bad sugar headaches. I think it's, absolutely right what Zara said it's a month of reflection so you know you look at your life you look at what you can improve you look at what you can cut out and it's genuinely a month of reflection and it's genuinely a month of really having a chance to look at your life and find ways to improve it. Talk to me about Modest Visions your company talk to me about where that started what kind of inspired you to start this type of agency? I wanted to start an agency that looked after my community because I, I'm very much aware that I look very different in the industry that I'm in. So I'm in PR. You know, I'm an East African and Arab brown woman that wears the hijab. And I adore beauty PR. So I always knew that I was the anomaly in my community. And as much as going through uni, you know, you, I would have thought that you know, I would have had that click moment where it's like, I look a bit different. It wasn't until I started actually working in the industry that I realized that I did look different and that I would be used as the voice of the ethnic minorities. I would be used as the voice of reason for working with people from minority backgrounds. I really wanted to 
build something for my community to really help them, you know, in this world of social media. And I started the agency in about 2018 towards the end, start the start of 2019. And I found one random creator on my explore feed on Instagram and adored her content. Her content was just hilarious. It was relatable. It was funny, but it was also real. I saw mm. myself in that person. Mm. So it was just a random message. And I literally pitched the entire concept of the agency <laughs> to this person. And I said, hi, would you like to join? It's an agency representing Muslim talent. And she said, yes. And through curated content, through curating her feed, but also my network in the beauty in the beauty PR industry, mm. we were able to grow her page from about 900 followers. She's on about 112,000 now, just on one social platform. So mm. we knew that there was potential. We knew that there was scope. And then it was building a community of Muslim creators that were representative of all of Islam. You know, sometimes when we say Muslim, mm. we automatically have this connotation where it's just South Asian Muslim and it's not, you know, I'm a mix. I'm East African and I'm Arab. You know, if we look at the UK alone, the Muslim community is split into so many different mm. ethnic groups. You know, you've got the South Asian community, you've got the Black African and Black Caribbean community, you've got the Middle Eastern and Arab community, and then you've got a community of white British reverts. So mm. I wanted the agency to be representative of all the beautiful ethnicities in Islam. And that's what we've done. You know, we've got talent from every corner of the Muslim world who represent every different type of industry that you can think of. So your beauty, fashion and lifestyle creators, to your photographers, to your writers. We want to be the agency that brands can tap into to find anyone to work with from the Muslim background. And yeah, that's why I started it. And practically, at what point do you come in? Do you come in right at the start and work with brands around strategically what they're doing overall? Or do you come in a more sort of tactical sense? So it being Ramadan, okay, we're, we're planning for this and how can we use you and you're a bit more on the planning and execution side? I think it's a mix of both. Hmm. It started during the first kind of year of the agency. We did a lot of outreach. We did a lot of back and forth with just introducing who we are, you right. know, letting people know that there's an agency out here that works with Muslim creators and our job is to help you as the brand tell your story authentically in a real and meaningful way, you know, within the Muslim community. And over the last few years, we have been approached by some of the biggest brands in the world to really mm. kind of run the strategy, but also help with counsel and that help with the educational side of things. Because one of the things that, you know, we found is there is the lack of education, of understanding the Muslim consumer group. And our job is to help the brands understand yeah. who we are, what we do, what we like, so that any strategies that they want to implement is authentic, is real, and is taken on board the right way. Yeah. Well, Sarah, this is almost a, a sort of a part two for us because, of course, we talked to Miriam at Meta last year with Mahlifa about, I guess, some of Facebook's own Ramadan campaigns. The focus this year, I guess, is thinking about how brands are approaching it. Dina summed it up beautifully, but why do you think it is important that companies like Modest Visions exist? I mean, it's so important because, you know, this is a, a huge question about representation and I mean, where do I start? There's so much to say. I mean, the first thing I'd say is, look, ideas don't go wrong at the end. They go wrong at the beginning. It screams tokenistic when you yeah. see, you know, a campaign that's just 
stereotypical, you know, advertising shapes culture. We can perpetuate stereotypes. We can challenge stereotypes. And actually, the power of representation is, you know, showing audiences authentically as they are and, and also challenging stereotypes that are deeply embedded in our culture. And that's why, you know, Dina, what you're doing and, and the agency and the work that you do is so important to represent audiences as they are authentically. And, you know, especially when it comes to a month like this, I think one of the things that at Meta we developed research and into this month, you know, 16,000 respondents globally to really understand this month in more detail. And what's really important and interesting is that, you know, over almost 80% of Muslims want to hear from brands during Ramadan, but over 60% don't feel seen. That is a huge gap. I mean, Ramadan is the third largest moment in the UK. You know, if we forget everything, even just from a growth perspective for brands, it's a huge opportunity, the right thing to do. They want to feel represented. They want to feel seen as they are, and there's a gap. And that's where, you know, Dina, what you're doing is so important. But I think brands really need to understand, right? You mentioned this, you know, really understand the what does this month represent? It's really a values-based month. Of course, it's there's opportunities when it comes to food and drink, that whole space, but it's so much more than that. And I think understanding the audience like no other, you know, having the right people in the room to understand the audience like no other is really powerful ideas. Tell me about this outreach dinner, because I'm sort of fascinated. Do you see things in the wild, as it were? You see things, you hear things on the radio, and you think, that's not quite right. Actually, we could be really useful here, and you'll reach out to brands. Is that how it kind of works? I want to say it's a mix of both. With my background, obviously being in PR and comms, you know, I've still got a network of people that I tap into all the time. Mm. And I think, you know, the nature of PR is it's about your network. It's about who you know and where everyone moves around to. You know, I'm working with people now that I went to uni with 10 plus years ago. So it's very much kind of conversations that you have with people within your network. There are times where, you know, we might see something on the Twitter sphere where something's happened where it's like, this could have been done a little bit differently or we could have helped, you know, guide in a different way. And our job is just to reach out and start the conversations. And that's what we did for a good... 18 months, you know, at the start, just to introduce what we do, the services that we offer. And, you know, there was a little bit of calling out, but it was Mm. calling out in a constructive way. Because at the end of the day, we understand our consumer group. We're an agency founded, you know, I'm Muslim woman myself. Every member of this agency is a Muslim, Mm. is also a Muslim consumer. So we can give you advice and guidance in a way in which is relative you know to what you have going on you know our job is there to help guide you not to kind of call out all the negatives you know we can pull one niggly negative out and give you a different way to look at it or a different way to approach it how receptive are people in saying you know and i take myself for example there's a sort of inherent fear that you're gonna say something wrong or you get the sentiment entirely wrong or you know your thought about it is oh it's just about fasting and I don't really know anything else about it and if I don't know about it it's very hard for me then to what ask for help because <laughs> that's the way our sort of society yeah think. no but of course to do stuff around it so how receptive are people and when you start talking I guess they, they feel a bit more like if you know more then surely you're gonna try different things absolutely but I think it all goes down to the educational side of things mm. it's our job to kind of help teach you give you that information because life is about learning we don't know everything off from being born or kind of just you know going off of life we learn about different communities but it's about the willingness of wanting to learn about these communities 
our outreach, you know, I'm not going to lie, there were brands that were extremely receptive Mm. and there were some brands who weren't. And that's okay because at the end of the day, that time will come. Our job is to help in any way we can and we're offering the free help. And we want to make sure that when a brand starts thinking about Ramadan, that they think about it in an authentic way, not in a tokenistic way. And our job is to help with that and to make sure that we tell the story of your brand in the way that you want. And Zara was bang on in saying, actually, if you reframe it as there's this huge growth opportunity that might be completely untapped for your business. And you start start putting it in business sense of, oh, actually, we could grow and, you know, get bigger share and make what, you know, suddenly, actually, it makes total sense. Absolutely. You also need to look at it from a perspective of every business wants new consumers. Mm. Every business wants to hit their KPIs in the year. And if you've got a consumer group who has, you know, an immense amount of spending power kind of on the table for you, what are you waiting for? (laughs) It's so true. And I do think that, you know, like you say, there is a sensitivity, isn't there? There's a sense of how do I communicate? Well, number one, can I communicate? Is it appropriate to communicate it during this month? We've proven, yes, absolutely. This audience wants to hear from you. The thing that's really interesting and powerful about this month is the values it's based on, community, clarity, reflection. And those are values that unite all of us. Mm. And so I think the thing that, you know, we always find with representation, don't we, it's, and, you know, so much research has been done in this space, but, you know, specifically within the sum of us, yes, you know, ads that are more representative will, of course, be highly emotional and sensitive positively to that audience, but also to a broader audience as well. So it is a, it's a positive. Dina, can you talk about some of the brands that you've been working with this year in bringing things to life? Oh, I've got, I've got quite a few, actually. Um, <laughs> List of all. We've got, I know, we've got quite a few. I mean, we're working on quite a few global campaigns as well. So one of the things that we do as an agency, we work with so many different markets. So we work with the EMEA market. We work with the UK and the APAC market as well. I'll give you an example of what we did last year, for example. Yeah. So last year for Ramadan, we created the first ever multi-branded Ramadan campaign with seven brands from Estee Lauder companies. Our job was to tell the story of Ramadan through all seven brands over the course of 30 days with eight different creators. Performed incredibly well. We made sure to find creators that were representative of so many different communities in different age groups as well. So from your young Gen Z millennials all the way, you know, to your 35, 40 plus market. Because we knew in order to tell the story of Ramadan in an effective way, for these brands, you need to make sure that you're working with creators who are representative of this community at all stages of their life. You know, from the young all the way up, you know, to Mm. the older generation. We worked with seven of their brands to tell the story of what Ramadan meant to you. Is it about self-care? Is it about self-reflection? What do you do during Ramadan that makes it so personal to you? I I can't even begin to tell you. I think some of the data that we received from some of the brands was just astonishing. You know, one of the brands received 87% of new consumers in the first week of the campaign going live. (laughs) You know, these numbers were plus. One of the brands received 85% of new consumers over the course of 30 days. It proves the theory that when you tap into this community in an authentic way, you'll see the benefits. Yeah. And what are the benefits for any business that's making money? Talk to me about these creators as well. I'm sort of fascinated by that. Have you got a bank of creators that you'll work with and then, but you've also got a sort of a wider network that you can tap into for, Absolutely. you know, specific things? 
so it depends on the region actually so mm. for example the UK we've got an exclusive managed list of talent in the UK that we look after and we look after about 32 different creators in the UK we have a wider network called friends of mv which is a database that we built in 2019 where muslim creators from far and wide can register their details register right. their details with us to work with us in any capacity you know we are inundated with briefs with campaigns you know on a monthly basis and if we can't match this particular campaign yeah. with you know a talent that we've got under our roster we will tap into our wider network and that really helped us build the blueprint for talent outside of the UK. You know, we now work with talent across the GCC. We work with talent in Canada, in the US, across Europe. So that database building was actually yeah. a really good experience for us because we've now tapped into, you know, marketing with Muslims across the world. When you look at work that's out there, maybe work that you've done, what are some of the learnings versus brands that are doing it really well versus some of the others, perhaps? What's your sort of Jerry's thought on who's doing really good? Or, you know, if you're a brand and you're listening to this and you're slightly on the fence with it and, you know, you maybe don't have the right people in the right room, but you're thinking mm. this is an opportunity we should be, what, what would you say to people like that? I think you can actually tell the difference between someone who's done their homework and somebody who hasn't. I think one of the things I want a lot of brands and agencies and PRs to take away from this is it's okay to seek counsel. It's okay to go out and seek knowledge because that's how you grow to become bigger and better. Yeah. You know, don't think that quick Google search or a quick kind of pry on what other brands are doing is going to be able to give you the definitive answers to what your brand needs to be doing. Mm. Go out and seek counsel. You know, there are change agencies like ours. Our job is there to help counsel, to give advice, to give guidance. And, you know, one of the things I do want to say is our community are very vocal when it comes into any aspect of tokenism. Mm. Because, you know, we are minorities. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel represented. There's almost this innate feeling of we want there to be something for us. And... We are consumers just like everybody else. We yeah. shop from the same places. We travel the same way. We eat the same food. <laughs> we do everything the same. But why are we not targeted mm. during a season where it's imperative for us? Mm. You know, the Ramadan and Eid season. So we have two Eids in the year. We are literally told as Muslims to go out and buy something new. <laughs> we are literally told... Go out and buy something new. Where adorn yourself with the best of your clothing. The advertiser's dream. It, the advertiser's <laughs> dream. But why are we not targeted? <laughs> why are we not targeted? It is our gift-giving season. It is literally the Muslim Christmas. It is. And it, and it lasts a month. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Exactly, Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> Just to, just to, you know, pick up on a couple of your points, Dina, because I couldn't agree more, right? Really understand this audience, seek counsel. When I think about some of the campaigns that I think are really brilliant during Ramadan is when you know they've understood the audience. So one of the things okay. that's fascinating during the month is just the rhythm of the day changes entirely. Mm. The way our day is structured, it's around three meals and work, sport, activity, all sort of kind of revolves around that. In countries that are dominated by a Muslim majority population, the structure of the day does actually change, but that doesn't happen. And so there's a real opportunity for brands to be helpful here, to help be, be a real utility. 
because the thing is Muslims don't want to compromise on things during the month because actually it's a month of betterment it's a month of self-improvement and what absolutely what we found is health and you will have seen this from the work with the influences health sport is so 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 important mm. during this month and actually in our research it was one of the largest things we want to stay healthy we wish gyms were open you know at later times etc one of my favorite campaigns was um fifa's work on the midnight league which won really big at Cannes last year but essentially it was opening up a football league after the meal after sunset grew demonstrably where you were essentially answering a consumer need Mm. you know we want to stay active community is hugely important so let's just rotate the rhythm of the day create this after the meal hugely successful but you know that that is work where you know you understand the audience you understand the shift in rhythms you understand people don't want to compromise on what matters to them absolutely and that's great work and that you get from you know get the right people in the room at the beginning of the brief that's consumer insight that's shift and morph into what your audience need right now you know and that's great work and it's not an ad. It's not a badging of, you know, something's happening. It's not, you know, just putting Ramadan on something that exists already. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. And there is so much opportunity and mm. possibilities with ideas like that will have a profound impact on this community and a huge growth opportunity as well. Dini, once Ramadan ends, of course, you've talked about Eid already. Well, I guess what are you going to be doing to celebrate it? Going out and buying something expensive by the south. Oh, I already have. Oh, really? <laughs> I already have. I've done all of my e shopping for my family, my extended family. It's all just about wrapping everything up and making sure it's ready at the end of the month. How do things shift from, I don't want to use the word messaging, but, you know, if it's about Ramadan and it's about, you know, kindness and compassion, those things are still there. How does it shift for something like Eid? Is there a sort of a big celebration? It becomes a bit more celebratory. Absolutely. I think Eid is is an extension of Ramadan anyway. You know, there is still an aspect of community, of love, of charity. You know, the messaging still stays the same. The only difference is we're not fasting. It's interesting because when we look on Meta, when we just look at data points around the highest levels of interaction with kindness throughout the year, yeah, uh, it's the kindest month on Meta. And the number one of kindness throughout the year is the first day of Ramadan. And the second peak throughout the year is Eid. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all the message, you know, it's the well wishes that you're giving each other because, you know, in our religion, we are told we get good deeds. We get good deeds from smiling at each other. We get good deeds from giving each other glad tidings, from giving each other good messages, you know, messages of love, of appreciation. So that doesn't surprise me at all, Zara. It's definitely going to be the month of kindness. And what a great context. Obviously, it's a huge opportunity for brands to be communicating during Ramadan, but even just pushing their more purposeful messages, positive messages. What a great context and environment to do that in. Yeah, I think you're bang on and it will escape none of us. The, the news cycle isn't always as positive as perhaps we would like. And, you know, there's lots of conversation around, you know, brands not wanting to be part of that news cycle or not wanting to be in that. This just feels like such a tonic and antidote to maybe some of the other stuff that's going on in the world. You should tell us if you can what's next for Modest Visions, though, Dina. I mean, you talked about setting up in the UK and things like that. What's on the horizon for you next? Oh gosh, I don't even know where to begin. So we're opening an office. I mean, the world domination. I'm only joking. (laughs) I'm only joking. But we're opening an office in the UAE. We do a lot of work across the GCC anyway. So it just made sense for us to have a base here. The growth that I see with MV is 
working with many more brands. Mm. Our job is to tell the story of the missing consumer in an authentic and a real way. And I think the way the industry is going right now, if brands don't jump on this right now, they're just going to be left behind. You know, social consumption is at its highest right Mm. now. Digital consumption is at its highest right now. And we're working with missing consumers who have built an authentic audience online. You know, they're seen as mini celebrities, I want to say, in their own right, Mm. you know, through the communities that they've built online. It gets to a point now where I think brands need to start understanding consumership in their own regions. Because, you know, Zara, what you were saying about the midnight league with FIFA, if you come to the Middle East, nothing is open in the day during Ramadan. You will very rarely have gyms open, shopping centers open. Everything, you know, opens a majority toward time of breaking fast Mm. and then everyone is up all night so you can go to the gym at 1am you can go to the gym at 2am and it'll be open you know you can go and do your you know grocery shopping at 3am because you know the supermarket is open for you and I think brands in the west will start to understand that especially when they start looking at how big the Muslim consumer group is in their regions you know not only are they going to now be looking at their spending power but also the numbers You know, the amount of people in the UK is astronomical and our spending power is equally as astronomical. Mm. So why are brands not tapping into that? Mm. And I think we're a few years into the start of Ramadan campaigns. Predominantly, it started with a lot of beauty brands. But now we're seeing, you know, some consumer brands take some lead Mm. into Ramadan and Eid. And I'm hoping that we see more. I think for us as an agency, we want to make sure that we're part of that conversation part of the conversation of how to authentically tell the story of your brand through Muslim consumers during Ramadan and Eid. And we want to be the agency that, you know, people can tap into for knowledge, for help building strategy, for finding talent. Love it. It's such a positive call to arms as well. Just you just got to reach out and ask. I mean, it seems like yeah. such a, such a final word is with you, Sarah. Brands, planners that might be listening to this, sort of what top tips would you give them in terms of how you get started if you're not already? Yeah, I mean, I would say, look, huge moment third largest moment (laughs) this is a season of transformation my goodness there is such a huge opportunity really understand this audience understand what matters to them you know this is about kindness charity reflection lead with that really lead with that because that's understanding what is and then the second thing I would say is be mindful of the shift in rhythms how can you help Mm. this audience you know whether it is you know the brilliant work that Tesco's just done also around filling up the visuals of a meal towards sunset when you can open your fast so so really being sensitive to the shift in rhythms and how people behave and how you can help I think creators are really interesting here you know representing being able to represent communities effectively Uh, but I would say you know top tips values first really speak to this audience first you know I think understanding the audience like no other starts with getting the right people in the room if you don't have the right people in the room outreach you know connect with Dina and her agency you know and you know <laughs> it's speaking you know really under- that's how you're going to understand this audience yeah. and that's where you get started I love it less googling more yeah more talking yeah. okay <laughs> thank you both so much I'm so glad we we're able to come back and do this for another year all the best to you as well Dina as you you know take on this world domination I mean it sounds like you've been phenomenally <laughs> successful so far thank you so and much Shane. Zara we're going to hear some more from you of course at Engage as well which is amazing but thank you both for giving us some time it was brilliant thank you thank you for having me Dina Basharahill and Zara Chatu there 
I remember saying very similar after last year's Ramadan episode. It does seem relatively straightforward, just good old media strategy and planning go and get completely immersed in the world of who you want to reach it reminds me of a scheme mindshare had years ago called the tourist board where effectively you've got a day off every year to go and spend time in places with people relevant to the brands that you worked on that you wouldn't ordinarily I mean it was brilliant if you want to go back and listen to that first ramadan episode i referenced throughout you can find it on whichever platform you're listening to this one thank you very very much for listening and to all our muslim listeners ramadan mubarak iab uk building a sustainable future for digital advertising